Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Becoming a father is a life-changing event. New dads experience excitement and face many often unanticipated new challenges. But most books, workshops, and support groups are geared toward the needs of moms and the perspective of new moms, and so fathers and newborns and toddlers are usually left to navigate the territory without much specific guidance or support. So what does it take to be an awesome dad? I'm Danny Singley, and this is Parent Savers, Episode 20. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, the coolest online show about parenting, and we are broadcasting from the Birth Education Center in San Diego. I'm your guest host for today and frequent panelist. My name is Owen Hemsath, and if you like tech, you're going to love our new mobile apps where you can take the Parent Savers show with you wherever you go. Now available in the Amazon Android market and the iTunes App Store, you can listen to your favorite episode in the car or at the gym and get instant access to our most recent episodes episodes and our social networking sites as a matter of fact go to facebook right now look up parent savers and like us leave a comment we'd love to hear from you now as a big fan of the show myself i also urge you to visit our website at parentsavers.com and subscribe to the parent savers newsletter it's an awesome newsletter we love it a lot at my house featuring exclusive behind the scenes content from the show special giveaways discounts and more do i qualify for the giveaways i hope so i want some free stuff uh, visit our website, parentsavers.com, for more information. Again, my name is Owen. I'm a video marketer and web designer in Oceanside. I'm also a new dad. Uh, Benjamin, my son, was born four weeks ago, and I also have a 14-month-old uh, named Jameson and a, six, a five-year-old named Kanan. Uh, and he just started kindergarten. Today I'm joined by some of my favorite people and close friends. We've got Johnner, Colin, and Benjamin here. You guys want to say hi? Yeah, hi, I'm John O'Real. Um, I'm 38. I'm a freelance writer, and I have three boys as well, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Hi, my name is Colin Rand. I'm 32 years old, and I have two uh, very exciting and energetic boys. Uh, Lucas is five, and Jackson, or we call him Jackie, he, he's two. Hey, my name is Benjamin. I'm 26. I uh, run a business in Oceanside. I have uh, one a two-month-old adorable little girl, and uh that's why I'm so short on sleep right now, on. Yeah, me. no, I know, and I got I got you up early today for I this. I know, drag me out of bed, man. And That's I know ridiculous. I know Colin and uh, Benjamin very well. We've known each other for a long time. John or I've known for a few hours, and you seem like an amazing guy. So <laughs> too, I'm uh, I'm stoked to have you guys here, and I'm pretty excited to dig into the show today. Show, but before we start, here's a word from Parent Savers expert Jennifer Shear with some tips on how to handle the emotional side of parenting. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Parent Savers. I'm Dr. Jennifer Shear, a clinical psychologist with a practice in San Diego. One of my specialties is working with women during pregnancy and throughout the transition to motherhood. Today's segment is about common adjustments that couples go through with a new baby. When baby is born, it is never again just you and me. The dyad expands to a triad. There is often a sense of loss, even as there is simultaneous excitement about growing your family. It is helpful to remember that mothers and fathers often experience this transition differently and at different times. Make the transition conscious by talking about it. When baby is born, there is a healthy and yet temporary preoccupation on caregiving baby. It is perfectly normal for new moms and dads to be focused on strengthening and defining these roles for themselves, and they are often different. Some men are natural caretakers and want to be very involved in the process. Other men may become very focused on their role as a financial provider. Try to think about where your partner gains esteem for this new role as mother or father, and try to understand that if the focus or attention on each other is not what you're used to, things are still fine. Rather than experiencing these changes as rejection or an indicator that something is wrong, it shows the enormous energy you are both putting into defining brand new parts of yourself, and you're doing it under minimal sleep. And speaking of minimal sleep, sexual intimacy and sleep deprivation are not a very good mix. So try to be gentle with yourselves and trust that you will find a natural rhythm with one another after the hard work of learning your baby's rhythms are firmly established. Thanks for tuning in to Parent Savers. It is my hope that having a greater understanding of common couple adjustments will help to normalize some of the changes that come with the new baby. And keep listening for more episodes on how to thrive as a new parent. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Today on Parent Savers, our guest Danny Singley is here. Danny is a psychologist and head honcho at NewDadClass.com where he teaches parenting classes for, for men. It's a basic training course, right, for new dads. Danny, welcome to the show. Uh, hey, how did you come up with the idea for a new dads class? Well, as with most psychologists, I think it's all about me and... <laughs> It really began when I was <laughs> or, in the, or yeah. your mother. Yeah. So that was, you know, research is me search. And uh, it started when my wife was pregnant with our older boy. I've got two boys, um, five and eight now. And when we went through the process of taking classes and checking out resources for new expectant parents, it was all about mom. And the message I got was, you know, supporting her is the best thing that you can do even when you have a baby. And so being, 
a fairly entitled white male, I thought to myself, you know, I think I have something to offer directly to my baby. And he was born, and that turned out to be the case, but I sort of turned around and said, all right, I want to come up with some some ways to help dads to be directly involved with their babies as well as their partners. Now, were you were you super confident during the pregnancy? I mean, I was certainly like, hey, I'm going to raise this kid. Like, you know, they used to live in the jungle. Like, we're it didn't occur to me to take a class. Were you super confident, or did you recognize that there were some weaknesses in your own knowledge about how to handle a new child? Depended on what day you asked me yeah, and no about what, you know, what, what elements of it. Um, one of the things that did keep happening was I would even good friends of ours and family members would come and my wife and I would be sitting there and they would look at her and say, you're going to flower as a woman. It's going to be the most amazing chapter of your life. And they'd look at me and be like, you're screwed. <laughs> you will never surf again. You know, and, and, and so it's, sometimes I would get stuff like that. You know, it's, it's a joke, but there are a lot of messages, a lot of ways that men get that message about what parenthood it's going to be like. Thankfully, that has not been the case. Sure. Interesting. Now, help me out here. What kind of things do you cover in uh, basic training for new dads? So the basic training itself is it consists of two classes. One is the expectant dads class. And in that one, I have a group of between six and 10 dads that c- come down to the class and they're all in their third trimester. And we go over a series of points. One of them is what I call the, you know, the the, new, the expectant dads checklist, which is right. things that expectant dads, typically by virtue of socialization, just never do. I make them do them, and so there are things like, you know, set up a weekly. Su- I call it the summit meeting check-in with with their partner to keep their relationship strong and be proactive about communication. I'm a shrink, and so it's all about talking. Like between the the husband and the wife exactly. type of situation. Exactly. Okay. Because marital satisfaction typically takes a big hit for the first eight to. 12 months after the birth, but there's a lot you can do to... to I don't know it. what you mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, the, the candy store closes and everything changes, right? <laughs> it's other, you know, and the other things like, you know, go interview the pediatrician, uh, you know, take point, interview mom. What do you want from a pediatrician? Everybody's super focused on the birth, but not so much on afterwards, and so dad can, you know, cowboy up, interview her, go do the first round of interviewing a pediatrician, and then come back and... And do that as I well. love to hear you say that because uh, I got very proactive with the pediatrician, and um, my at, at the point now where my wife asked me to leave the room <laughs> because I'm like I'm like, can you show me the study? Uh, I'm like, it looks like uh, you know uh, some big pharmaceutical company paid for all the advertisement in here, doctor. How, what do you have to say about that? Well, see, you're you know? the, you're the en- enlightened dad, so <laughs> uh, so we cover things like that in the expecting dads class. That we also get down to real brass tacks, like you know. Uh, folks want to know about cord blood banking and yeah. getting a doula or having a midwife or daddy nesting. That's great. And then we hit the actual birth and then we have, you know, the the fourth trimester. And we have a veteran dad that's already been through the class, comes back for the last 30 minutes of it. So he's gone through the class, he's had the kiddo, the dust and placenta have settled. Yeah. And now he can say, here's what the here's what our birth plan was. Here's how the birth actually went down. Yeah. And here's what it's like for me these days. And yeah. Typically, it's not Dr. Singley's inspired brilliance that they want to talk about on the evaluation. It's hearing from veteran dads and connecting with other dads that are in the same situation. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with Owen though. Is I I, I find myself to be very proactive, and sometimes I, I get to the point where my opinion becomes a, a prideful thing. But I've I've definitely seen people surpass my proud points and and. How do you deal with that? You know, what have you done to deal with sometimes, uh, for lack of a better term, an unruly dad? You mean dads that come in and it's sort of a my way or the highway? I'm going to show Danny what you know what or, a yeah, real yeah, dad like, is. Oh, he do, he has no idea what what being a dad is. This is the way to be a dad. Yeah. You know, and you go, 
okay, you <laughs> good luck with that kind of thing. You yeah. Know? Um, t- typically, the ones that that I have found to be the most challenging are the dads who, for whatever reason, they're they just don't seem to want to be engaged right. in the mm-hmm. process and. You can't make somebody want that. Kind of like, you know, my dad wasn't, you know, he worked for 18 hours a day in the coal mines and, you know, that's the way I'm going to do it. And that's what I turned out fine. You know, that sort of thing. Exactly. And there are plenty of vestiges of that sort of old school Ozzy and Harriet mentality. It's one of the things uh, referred to as the the new dad's generation gap at this point. Stereotypically, new dads of this generation had dads that weren't very engaged until, you know, Timmy was old enough to throw a ball and he would go off and his role in the... whole fair was being a pocket and an earner but these days society expects dads to be very involved very emotionally available right from the get-go and even with a baby and so in the stress of adjusting because there is some stress for any adjustment um doesn't have to be overwhelming though right if dad goes on autopilot and what his model was and disengages as opposed to really staying in there He's going to get dinged. It's going to be a Well, problem. it's an interesting thing that you bring up about uh, society expecting, because I turn on the TV and I see dads are a bunch of dummies yeah. and stuck in the mini blinds, kind of like, you know, um, wife is spoon feeding him stuff, you know what I mean? And, and so there aren't any media models. Uh, where, where for, you, yeah. Where do you think that it, that comes from, that this, this need now for dads to be and feel so engaged comes from? Is it a reaction to maybe a lot of dads not being there for us or? Could be. I mean, uh, social tides will turn, but, but it is. Yeah. It, it, there is a very prevalent stereotype in, in popular media of the sort of bumbling dad right. who mm-hmm. either dad's absent or dad just can't get it right. And right. Um, I, I think some of it goes back to really old, and I would say inaccurate stereotypes about you know men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and I hear over and over again from dads, especially expectant dads, I feel so bad for when we have the new baby, there's there's going to be nothing that I can do, but the reality is we can do everything that moms can do right. with mm-hmm. one important exception and we're hardware challenged and that's just the case, but we can right. swaddle, we can soothe, we can, you know, give mom there's so many things that we can do and sometimes the, it, it takes a while for the light bulb to go on for dad to realize, you know what, I can do this. Well, it's interesting what you say about, uh, you know, women are from Venus and whatnot, because science has really shown us. I mean, the, the rover landed on the red planet, and there was no sign of beer or, or ESPN, <laughs> so we know men are not from Mars. Yeah, you, you, said, you were saying something about, like, being emotionally involved. I'm not a super emotional kind of guy. I am very involved. I change diaper. I do all that kind of stuff except for feeding. You know, I can't, obviously I can't yeah. do that. But, uh, you know, what do you mean by being emotionally involved? I'm not, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not a super emotional guy. I didn't cry when, you know, I left for work again after the baby was born. My wife totally bawled her eyes out, like three days straight. You to know? quickly address the, the emotional availability piece, it is something different that's expected of men in general these days, but partners. Um, if you look at uh, postpartum issues generally, when folks think about postpartum depression, they think about a, a weepy woman. Mm-hmm. But just as an example of emotional differences, um, postpartum depression, it, depending on what study you look at, between 4 and 25% of men have you know, daddy baby blues as well, but the emotional expression of it looks very different than it does right. with women, as opposed to being, you know, if you sit back and close your eyes and imagine somebody being intensely sad, you're going to have a generally feminized understanding of it. Sure. They're going to be crying, they're going to be you know, rocking back and forth and so forth, and men tend to get irritable and yeah angry or isolate or not take as much joy and when that plays out for new dads mom and dad can just not understand what's you know what's going on right you you don't seem the same as you have been and so 
being more being more emotionally available doesn't mean emoting a whole lot more. It does mean allowing yourself the space to to say, okay, there's something going on with me, and to be able to go communicate it. So, what are some right. of the techniques that you you share with a with a dad um, to to take back to his partner uh, in the relationship? Um, sense of of because there's a distance there you know you've got now this baby in between you yeah. and your wife you know in my case and so what are some techniques that you you teach a dad to to take back to the home to you know re-engage that relationship so uh, the, the model I like to use is of a triangle if you think about the three points on a triangle and you've got between mom and dad and then from parents to the baby typically immediately after birth mom and dad are hugely focused on the legs of the triangle going to the baby. And I remind them that the baby's only there because of that leg of the triangle between mom and dad. That's what got things off. Um, A lot of times that can feel like a want to instead of a have to to keep things uh, solid because the better the relationship is, the better it is for baby as well as for the individual parents. And so two things that I tell them to do always, actually three things, um, as I mentioned, setting up a weekly 15, 20-minute check-in, the summit meeting. So and let me tell you, no dad in the history of the universe has ever gone home and said, okay, honey, um, let's take a regular 15-minute per week time out and check in. Right, right. Not to do family business, not who's going to get the diapers and how are you going to go over here and this. It's just to say, look, here's what it's like to be me. Here's in b- between my ears and my own skin, this is what it's like. Some couch time. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. And just sort of checking in on that leg of the triangle. Another one is to get social support. Yeah. Men tend to be terrible social chairs. Tip, you know, yeah. comment, start with the onslaught of sexist comments. Your men really, like, we, we tend to get told where to go and who to hang out with. Right. But, it's not fair to expect that mom and dad are going to be each other's sole source of social support. So going out and, you know, doing some mindless interactive with other guys or you know, whatever it is, you go get we that We need support. more of that. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Ben and I used to hang out all the time and then the ba- our babies came right next to each other and it's kind of like... It's zero activity now. Yeah. yeah. We need to go like get a movie and beer. Something. That's what I'm talking about, you know, and a steak. And Yeah. Yeah. Meat, 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 meat and beer. Absolutely. And you know, one thing with the wife, we, we have our, our couch time, our one-on-one time, but we also we have to make sure it's not like at the end of the day when it's like, <sighs> yeah, you know, it's got to be when like nap time or something when we're not exhausted and still excited to see each other. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my, my wife and I are, are uh, big calendar geeks, and so we've got Outlook and Google Calendar and a shared Google Calendar. And, and um, one thing that you can do is to set a recurring Monday morning reminder, which says, "All right, my schedule changes. It won't always be you know Tuesday at noon." The reminder is when you check in and say, "Okay, when is a reasonable time this week that we can do our 15, 20 minute check?" Right, right. Good tip. What what do you what do you see in your classes that you know some common themes that maybe dads brings up of things they're afraid of or issues they want to talk about, to, and and you know how do you how do you deal with them? For dads that have never really had much experience with babies what they're most comfortable owning up to being worried about is i'm afraid i'm going to drop the kid um i don't know how to you know i don't know how to swaddle i don't this and it takes them a while to warm up to i'm not sure how i'm going to be able to earn enough um how am i going to handle work life stress Uh, typically they haven't thought through some of the things that that really do tend to come to a head which are things like um we disagree about when baby should be out of the room. Right. We're not on Co-sleeping, the same. Co-sleeping, yeah, stuff like that. We're not on yeah. the same page about letting baby cry it out. Right. Um, 
Think, th- things along those lines. So it starts. It sort of starts out with very basic logistics, yeah. mm-hmm. and then kind of mushrooms into you know talking to. Turns out those logistics are nested in a larger social. Context. My my first my first swaddles I tied in knots. I was like, no, the baby cannot move. I did it. I did it right, you know. And then yeah, some of the issues about crying it out because I'm a big let the baby cry it out. You know what I mean? It's my house. You know what I mean? So, and we, you know, I, I wasn't open to conversation. It was like, no, I, you know, this. You know, I'm dad. I'm you know, I king of my my household type of situation. And these are things that engage my wife and I. I could have really you know used the class or or used some of this information you know in the very beginning to at least recognize that there are going to be issues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. Well, that's part of the trick. So as a, as a psychologist that focuses on men's issues, finding ways to approach guys in a way that doesn't get them freaked out and say, oh man, this shrink's talking about feelings again. That, that's half the battle, but typically the issues remain largely the same once guys kind of you know get into it. That's really fantastic stuff. Now, when we come back, we'll talk more specifically about the type of skill sets that Danny helps out with and how to get involved with a new dad class. Welcome back to Parent Savers. Today we're talking with psychologist Danny Singley of NewDadClass.com. And we're talking about uh, parenting skills for new dads. Danny, what about this adjustment to parenthood for the dad? I mean, you go from being a bro, you know, to being uh, a dad, to being daddy. I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you teach uh, men to deal with that? Well, I think we maintain our bronus postpartum, first of all, um, but with an addition to the crew. Um, There's so many factors that go into a dad's adjustment, you know, psychological, social, biological, uh, we can't hit them all, but my focus is on the ones that um, dads can learn as individually as part of a couple and as a parent. And so I think of it in a, sort of a systems perspective. One, there's between dad's ears. What's he thinking about? How's he managing stress? Um, the second is as part of a partner you know, in the relationship. And then finally, it's sort of in the larger social context. What's he doing? I oftentimes folks will, new dads will wait until stress just gets too much. I think of it as sort of the tension when you right. pull a bow back. Right. And it's to be proactive about getting their stress managed. And that can look totally, totally different from dad to dad. For some, it's, I'm going to go bowling or somebody else sits. I just want some me time to go relax. Um, other folks will actually go do things like, you know, I'm going to go work out or I'm going to go do yoga or I'm going to surf. Or some of them really want to do relaxation like they'll sit and do deep breathing or things like that as stress decompress a little bit you know especially after working well the thing that you're going to see is it's about staying ahead of this stuff yeah it's about not being reactive it's about being proactive so what about someone like in my case i i work from home so i'm with my kids all day Um, i may not see them constantly because i'm in the office but i'm at home so i i help out there I help out afterwards with dinner and putting them to bed. And then my day is done because uh, socially, after b- becoming a, a dad from a bro, I've lost I've lost my bronus. And I'm going to open up a little bit. I've lost my bronus. And, and, and my friendships have, have kind of dissipated because I, my goals changed. So what... What can I do in that social aspect of, of being a, in a in a confinement to not of a so family? Not be so girly. <laughs> not necessarily be so girly, be but more broy. Right. <laughs> 
but but in the general sense of uh, I don't have an outlet necessarily. Everything is is uh, is family related kids, at this point. Know. It's kids and it's it's wife and and it's sleep and work. That's it. The social situation is it's going to change mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, one thing that's very common for new dads, which typically they don't see coming, is a sense of guilt about you know here's here's how much time mom is needing to spend and all the nursing and all the sleepless nights and this and that and oftentimes dads do not feel entitled to asking you know hey is it okay if i go if i go have some time out because that can feel really selfish it's a i would say it's a have to that tends to get dropped down to a want to that doesn't get addressed and so for you specifically the question i would ask you is in your mind when i ask you Who's somebody that you would really like to hang out with that you haven't hung out in a long time? Who just does somebody come to mind? No, nobody comes to mind. As he's looking directly at me, guys, there's there's a bromance <laughs> brewing here. You guys say you're not bros anymore, but oh, I'm it's seeing. been there for twenty years, almost. Yeah. But, but the reason why I ask is that it's not the case that the opportunity isn't there. The case is that it just takes something. It, it takes more to actually get out and and stoke those those relationships. I'm so glad to hear you say that because again, the media teaches us that that uh, dads are these bumbling you know, overweight fools. And it's like, I, I sit there and I want to, I want to protect my kids and my wife. And so, you know, asking, Hey, can I go bowling or Hey, can I go to the driving range? is kind of like, I feel like I'm the 10 year old, you know, scuffling my feet. Hey, is, is it all right? If, you know, maybe later tonight, me and, you know, and, and I, I need to get out. I, I need to just get away and decompress for a little bit. And it's nice to know that other men are having that same situation and they just, they just need to go out and be social and, and be, you know, Bros. Absolutely, yeah. I established that from the very beginning, Owen. What you're talking about is instead of asking, you know, we just set up times. Yeah. Uh, Amy and I, from the very beginning, it was like, hey, Saturday, I'm going for a motorcycle ride, you know, yeah. or this, or I'm going with Owen, you know, golfing, whatever. Yeah. You know, you just got to step from the beginning, I think. Well, and the, the counterpoint to that is oftentimes that getting social support and getting out of the house and connecting with other people can fall off radar for mom, too. And so to the extent that you can be proactive and an advocate for mom to go out and get her social support needs meds, even if she's in a, in a space of, no, I can't, there's just so much to do. If you can say, listen, I'm going to post up, I got the baby, you're good to go, go out and go meet up with some of your friends. That's something that dads can do that's very concrete, which typically we do not do. Let me tell you, I, I got on Facebook and I called her friends and I'm like, you ladies want to come over? You know what I mean? And I, there's like four women in our house with newborns. Your wife was there. Uh, we had a couple of friends there. And I just kind of quietly, okay. And, oh, my wife. And let me tell you something. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that, that's great. It is. But it, I'm going to keep coming back to it, being proactive about the social support piece. But also how you, how you deal with communication because sure. so much changes – after the baby's born and if all we're really focused on is baby's need which is important baby's needs and how are we gonna you know manage baby but don't communicate with each other about hey you know i'm I'm really stressing out about about handling the work life stuff or it's tough for me when i come home and you know you just hand me the baby and then and go off i mean these are these are understandable but oftentimes people don't talk proactively about it and when they do talk it's because it's they've really gotten stressful and they start hurling things at each other instead of you know in it, talking in an adult assertive way. Well, that much poop changes a man. It's true. No, it's true. It's a fact. It's science. Like, it's like yeah. Vietnam. 
<laughs> getting used to all the uh, colostrumness. Colostrum will do that too. Absolutely. Colostrum and napalm. I think actually napalm is made from colostrum. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're, they're same texture. Same, same food group, certainly. <laughs> and it sounds like you're already answering my question already by, by you know being proactive about you know. Uh, and what a guy can do to be more involved with his new family, you know what? Uh, you know, be proactive. It sounds like you're answering it already. Well, so go out there once again, I, I pretty much never think of you know the new dad in an, in a vacuum. The new dad's part of a system, part of a partnership, part of a family. Absolutely. system. Absolutely. Um, yeah. One of the things that I when I'm when I talk to moms, it sounds one way. When I talk to dads, it sounds another way. A lot of it's still basically the same. Um, one of the very, very best things that mom can do, and this goes to that, you know, sort of fat, bumbling, couch potato dad stereotype is, I tell moms to give dads specific, concrete ways to be involved with baby and do not expect dad to be a mind reader in terms of what you want or how to go about things. So I need you to change the baby's diapers in the morning as opposed to I need you to help out more. Correct. And put it in this trash can. Oh, man. Yeah, not in the kitchen. Exactly. You guys have a specific <laughs> trash can for diapers? Oh, yeah. For awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think these are – I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's great tips. But a lot of us, you know, either because we – for other circumstances or we just don't live in San Diego aren't going to be able to take your class. So what are some tips for folks that are listening to maybe kind of tune into this kind of new dads network or to – get some of the benefits of your class well so some of what we've we've talked about which is if you if you want to optimize the adjustment to parenthood think through it in terms of me and as an individual what makes me me what brings meaning to my life outside of being just a parent and how do i keep that in the mix after the birth of the baby but then also how can i not just stay involved with the baby how can i stay directly involved with my partner because that you know and uh, again, we're not mind readers. We can't know that specifically. And so I would say sort of top to bottom, it's one, m- make sure that you are managing your stress and you're staying ahead of it and you're being proactive. Men tend not to have the, the vocabulary. We're not well socialized to say, you know, I was feeling rather dismayed this morning when you <laughs> didn't let me do the, change the diaper or something along these lines. We, we, the violin starts yeah, playing. Yeah, but, but, we, but we tend to have an awareness when... If you ask it, how do you feel good? How do you feel bad? It's not, you know, I'm very concerned. And so we don't typically have that vocabulary to express it to somebody else. And it's not really important that you're falling on the floor having a, you know, a drama emotion fest. But what is important is to stay ahead of concern and say, I don't know, there's just something going on. And just so to keep mom in the loop and then do something about it, because it's not going to get any better if you don't start trying to get that social support, start being proactive about uh, your own stress management and bring people in, you know, go out, be active about, I want to go, you know, see this friend or, you know, there's something I'm interested in, push past the, I have to, I have to, I have to, and letting all the want to's go. Thanks to Danny Singley for coming down and just rocking this dad episode. I learned a lot of really concrete stuff and that's, that's fantastic. So thank you so much. And if you're out there listening and want more information on Danny, please visit our website at parentsavers.com and visit the episode page with Danny Singley, episode 20. And you can also visit Danny's website at www.newdadsclass.com. Before we wrap up today's episode, here's a new segment on Parent Savers called Parenting Oops. This is your chance to tell a funny story about a parenting mistake or oops that you recently made, kind of like uh, America's Funniest Home Videos for Internet Radio. Colin, you had a, a story you were telling me about earlier. Yeah. Uh, 
This is one of the the uh, fun stories that I like to tell about my my oldest son Lucas. Now, Lucas, if you know Lucas, you know how intelligent he is and how curious he is. I mean. He will ask a question to a complete stranger if he thinks he's going to get a logical answer. <laughs> um, and uh, at one point, um, I-, I was helping uh, run a restaurant, and uh, one of my employees, it was a slow night, so I had the family come in, and, and my wife and my-, my oldest son sat there, and-, and he asked a question to one of my waitresses. Now, let me let me preface this a little bit. Lucas is a he, he's above and beyond where he needs to be in, in asking questions and especially about the differences between men and women, mommies and daddies. And so one of the questions that we answered was women have breasts and, and men have chests and that's how you de- decipher it. And we, we tried to do very specific so it wasn't a, a wrong thing to do or a wrong thing to say to anybody. Women have breasts, men have chests. And so this, this waitress that, that works for me, I, I would say she's a, um, a full-figured woman. Okay, and then that's going to be – Yes. Um, and, and I'll try and stay as, as appropriate as possible. He decided that he was going to ask this waitress about the difference and, and why she is a woman. And he goes, do you have a breast? And my wife and I looked at each other like, oh, my gosh. And, and we said to – to him, Lucas, you cannot say that to people like that. And he goes, oh, excuse me, do you have a breast? And he just thought it was impolite for him not to say excuse me and to get her attention. And that was the the incorrect thing to do. And and so what we did is we had to find ourselves that we had to reevaluate how we were talking to him about the anatomy or specifics, whether it's, you know, m- women have breasts and men have chests or or fat and skinny, that you can't just talk about those things to anybody that it, it, in an ethical and, and a societal way, you you don't talk about those things just in public. You can talk to mommy and daddy about it, but not, not just anybody. So that was one of those oops. If you have a parenting oops you'd like to share, you can call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775 or email us and we'll feature it on an upcoming episode. That wraps up today's episodes. Be sure to check out the Parent Savers website for more great episodes, the Parent Savers blog, and great reviews on our parenting products. Also, join us on Facebook. Just search for Parent Savers. Coming up next, we're talking about co-parenting, what to do when parents disagree. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free.
That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.